Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury inside the heart of a champion. With your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790 The Ticket. Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. We obviously start with the main event from last night. Chris Paul versus Rajon Rondo. That was a sneaky counter uppercut from, from CB3, I gotta say. And if the rumors are true, I haven't seen it on the video. I, I mean, I'm trying to get every angle possible. Is it true that Rondo spit on him? Because that would be the least surprising thing ever if Chris Paul got spit on by Rajon Rondo. And here's the other thing. I was just texting with my boy Josh before uh, the show today. And that is an interesting dynamic that has to go down there because LeBron James is BFF with Chris Paul. They are friends. It is the Banana Boat crew. It is him, Wade, Carmelo, and CP3. So I just want to know, when you have a guy in Rajon Rondo who has been a part of every rivalry regarding LeBron James. They they seemingly have been mortal enemies their entire career. One time, Rajon Rondo stood next to a fan with the thumbs up. The fan was wearing a shirt that says, LeBron is a bitch. How does that go? Because the teammates now. But they've been enemies the entire time. So do you go with the actual friend? who seemingly just gave Rondo the business after getting spit on by your teammate? Or do you actually have to side with evil there? You have to side with Rondo. I don't know. But Rondo, he uh, he got kind of the the, mu- the finger mush, which is always a good move. You know, CB3 gave him the finger mush in the eye. He comes back, gives him the uh, the straight left right uh, right into uh, into CB3's grill. They both kind of skirmish, and it seems like in the, in the, in the fricass of it all, CB3 gives him the old uppercut piece right into the face. Makes Rondo bleed a little bit. Suspension's looming. Uh, a, a hell, for NBA standards, a really good fight. Normally, punches, one are never thrown, and two never land. So the fact that both of those things happened, A+. Plus, a plus fight. Because you got to realize what the standard we're, we're, we're going with. Normally, it's, it's hold me back, bro, stare down city. But in this case... We actually got a little bit of contact. I'm sure. Here's the thing that I find funny. Here's what's going to be funny about this, this upcoming fight, and I'll, I'll tie this into mixed martial arts. So, you know the UFC has been getting a whole lot of bleep for promoting the Conor Khabib fight in the wrong way, using the bus footage that if there were a rematch, they would obviously use the quote-unquote brawl footage to promote views to get more people to watch and everybody says well the UFC will go to no depths to promote a fight 
they will show the dark side, the underbelly of fight promotion. They will not just let the fight stand on its own. Bet your ass right now, whatever promotion, whatever suspension is laid down by Adam Silver, whatever it is, bet your ass that they are going to put CP3 versus Rondo, punches thrown, on a loop before the next matchup between Lakers and Rockets. Bet your ass. You're going to see that nonstop. And if there's a playoff matchup between the two teams, <laughs> nonstop. In every promo, you won't see a LeBron dunk. You won't see a Harden three. You won't see a Clint Capella dunk. You won't see an Ingram shot. None of that. It will be nonstop. CP3 Rondo throwing haymakers at each other to promote that matchup. And you can guarantee this. Take this to the bank. It will be the highest rated NBA game of the year. No doubt. But I just want all of the people, the the, the mainstream media, if you will, every one of you who sat on the table saying, I can't believe the UFC would pro- promote a, 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 a fight with extracurricular activities. I just want you all to remember how you thought about the UFC using outside footage and criminal activity to promote their fight. Remember your opinion there before giving it regarding the next match between Rockets-Lakers. Because I guarantee you, the the NBA will of course use that footage to promote the bout, they should, and they will get the highest ratings of any NBA game this year, they should, and it will be all anybody's talking about on Monday, we should, but just remember that, don't be be a, a double standard Debbie Downer when it comes to NBA versus UFC, just remember, because a, a simple little brawl started the malice at the palace. So don't be that guy who says, oh, I can't, I, I, I can't believe the UFC would, would use a post-fight brawl to promote a fight. I can't believe they would use Cormier versus Jones to, to promote a fight. I can't, I can't believe they would use Connor throwing a, a dolly through a bus to promote a fight. <gasps> Give me CP3 versus Rondo Uppercuts. Nonstop. Bruh. Bruh, bruh, bruh. That's what I think in the promo meetings. It's just everybody going, give me that uppercut again, bruh. Slow-mo, phantom cam, bruh, bruh, bruh. Give it to me. But we have this beautiful assist from, from Chris Paul to James Harden. No, uppercut, bruh, bruh, bruh. Give me that. Record ratings, that's what I want. That's how I picture Silver. Silver's just in there, just, just, just in a wife beat. He's just he's pumping iron, and he's like, roll that back. Give me that, phantom cam. Slow-mo. Remember that. I just think it's going to be funny because everybody's like, well, the UFC, they deserve some blame in this Conor McGregor Khabib brawl for how they used that footage in the promotion of this fight. Those bastards. Can I see that CP3 Rondo fight again, please? Please, can we roll that back? Get up. Get up. It'll be on. Get up. Cowherd. First take. Skip first Shannon. All of it. Mainstream. Tobin Leroy and Beast will be talking about it. Zazzler, Robert, and Amber will be talking about it. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Don't clutch your pearls. Don't act like you don't like fights. That's basically what it's coming down to. 
Don't act like you don't like fights. Don't act like you don't like chaos. You love it. You all tune into the upcoming Lakers-Rockets matchup, and we move on. Okay? That's just what I... That's ultimately what I want to come down to. Let's not act like we don't love it. You know what I mean? Like, in sports, we love this stuff. We love the extracurricular activities. We love everything. We love coloring outside the lines with this stuff. When it, get, when it gets a little bit crazy. Conor McGregor gets wild, throws water bottles, throws a dolly. Khabib jumps over the cage. Oh, the UFC has to look at themselves in the mirror for allowing this to happen. Oh, oh, really? They have to look at themselves in the mirror for making it the biggest pay-per-view in their company's history. Okay. Does 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 Adam Silver have to look at himself in the mirror? In that tall ass mirror? I imagine I imagine Adam Silver has a full-length mirror. I imagine he goes with that and he has a butler to tailor his suits before every meeting. Hello, Mr. Silver. How about that fight last night? Put that on, Jeeves. Woo! Look at that angle. I love it. Should we show all these sick assists that LeBron had? Nah. Forget that. Let's promote the fight within the fight. Oh, we have footage of Rondo spinning on CP3? Yeah, show that down. Hey, in fact, let's do that thing where we make everything black and white except for Rajon Rondo's loogie. Put that in slow-mo phantom cam. Oh, by the way, uh, we have uh, we have footage that uh, Khabib and, and Connor, we, we know what started. No, 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 no. Do not show that. It's too much. It's too much. That goes against ethics to promote a fight. You, you, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Promoting people fighting in a cage? No. Nay. We shan't be doing that. We sh- What? You want us to show stuff? outside of the cage to promote a f- no that would be crossing the line but if it was an nba game bet your ass it's all good anyway we got a lot of other stuff to get to i just found that funny from last night i that it's gonna be it'll be everybody nobody everybody's gonna lap this up like like ezekiel elliott just get feed me more feed me more feed me more or i guess that i guess in this case harden does that celebration too whatever or does he do the stir he stirs Zeke eats. What a terrible way to end this segment. Anyway, we'll roll on with the rest of the show after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back, everybody. Fighters Fury rolls on. Seema's now in studio. Good morning. Good morning, Seema. It's good to have you here, man. Great to be back. I uh, just got off my little soapbox. With the uh, with the whole NBA UFC thing, well, did you uh, did you catch any of the highlights of the of the uh, the the so-called brawl? I did. How can how can you avoid it with ESPN sending you like updates, must see? I know, like nonstop. I got this angle but, and this angle. But what a horrible thing, fighting! fighting I know, so man. So bad for sports, so but yet everybody uses it. I know, it's it's as crazy the, as the anchor to get you to tune in. Yeah, but you know the NBA; they got better standards than the UFC. There's no shot they're going to use that before the next the next game, right? What'd you wink for? There's just no shot. There's no way that. Why that. are you winking? <laughs> are you twitching? Oh man, I just think it's funny. Like, oh, all this all this talk. I mean, it was such a talking point after UFC 229. Well, the UFC dug their own grave here. Murder. I don't, oh, 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 excuse me. We have this coming up on ESPN on Friday night. Rockets Lakers 2. Great. Remember the brawl. 
It'd be big. It'll be James Earl Jones' voice. Yeah, bad blood. Hey, uh, why is uh, Michael Buffer taking over as PA announcer tonight? There you go. Oh, man. Are you talking? So I want to get your thoughts on this. The big news this week in the fight world was the signing of Canelo Alvarez to DAZN. He's going to uh, debut in December against Rocky Fielding at 168 pounds. Huge sized uh, matchup, although you'd think Canelo has the uh, the huge talent advantage there. Still a big, uh, still a big uh, size advantage for Rocky, um, but monster deal. 11, 11 fights, big guarantee, $325 million. Should even might be more than that. I feel like I'm going to, uh, I think it might be 354. Uh, either way, it's a huge, huge deal. And it's, uh, it's interesting because he is the biggest pay-per-view guarantee right now in the sport of boxing. And he's not going with that platform anymore. They're going subscription base. Are you surprised to hear the news? I'm surprised that everybody thinks that the zone is going to be around for 11 more fights. Really? Yeah. You think it's going to burn out quick, kind of like I'm, PBC? I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting back watching. I, I will be, I will be shocked if they're around for that long. I just think, execution wise, I just don't see it. It's a three sixty-five million dollar oh, deal. Three sixty-five. Yes, you you shorted him forty Sorry. million. Come on. But the interesting thing, yeah, I just think it is. Uh, they're 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 spilling a lot of money. Uh, they have this relationship with Eddie Hearn, who is Anthony Joshua's promoter. He's kind of coming over here to America. He's trying to. He's had a lot of success in in England. A lot of success. Uh, you know, part of that you could definitely say is the fan base over there is just more thirsty for it. Part of that is he has the biggest star in anthony joshua over in in britain but he's trying to bring that over here they had a big card in boston last night uh really really entertaining card um you know conor mcgregor was in attendance which was huge for them he was there to watch katie taylor um so you know he, he they have exciting fighters it does seem like the he place was in boston to promote that whiskey well he's promote yes yeah. that that too he was it was actually a cool thing he did he gave uh i think he gave like 11 firefighters world series tickets and and autograph whiskey Really? He's living his life, man. Like, Conor McGregor is like, he's not taking this loss very hard. He is on the whiskey tour. He was at the Cowboys game last week. Yeah. Terribly throwing a football. Yeah, but did you see every touchdown celebration? Was Everybody the, was doing What is that, the bully walker? Well, that's the thing, man. It's, it, the one thing you could say from UFC to boxing is you people just don't, they don't hold you down on these losses as much as everybody else, especially if you're like Conor. If you just go and live your life. You don't go like Ronda Rousey and just go go turtle up and and hide from people. Mm-hmm. He's just like, all right, whatever. Lost, got my fifty million dollars. Let's go promote my whiskey. And that's and you know, I guess you could take that one way or the other. But he has been to such heights that nobody has been to in the sport. So I guess big deal to him. I lost to a guy who was a terrible matchup too. Um, so we'll see. Is the rematch going to happen? I don't know. I'm sure eventually it will happen. Doesn't seem once Connor learns how to wrestle, or at least I don't even want him to learn. Down. I don't want him to learn how to. No, wrestle. I, I want him to, to learn how to keep the fight standing. I, want, I don't want him to wrestle. I want him to go in there trying to to take his head off. Like when I was hearing the the uh, the interviews with his coach afterwards, they're like, "Yeah, we went too defensive." I was like, why? He's not a defensive guy. He's a guy who goes out there. Maybe maybe the fight will end quicker, but at least you went down your way. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, he's not he's not um. You know, he's not hes not one of these guys who seems... He's not even taking this seemingly as bad as the Nate Diaz loss. The Nate Diaz loss, remember, Conor kind of just went away. Well, he was also on the rise. So the trajectory was, in his mind, could have been impacted. The mystique of the Conor McGregor 
phenomenon could have been impacted. Fortunately for him, it wasn't in the eyes of fans. So I think that's why he took that loss a little harder. Mm -hmm. But now he's, he's there. He's reached the pinnacle of the sport. He's signed these mega deals, not just with the UFC. And uh, so it's more tolerable. And I think it's, what is, what's that saying? It's not, it's not that, it's not the challenge. It's how you respond to the challenge. Right. And it's also the Nate Diaz fight was rough because nobody thought Nate Diaz was going to win that fight. Like yeah. if, if we really, and he shouldn't have won. Well, if we really look back on it, it was one of the fights where people thought for once Connor was really going to dust his opponent. You know, a lot of the times a lot of people go into these fights thinking, no, this is where he's a terrible matchup. This is where he's going to fall short. This is where he's, this is where he's vulnerable with the, with an Nate Diaz fight. They gave him that fight because Nate Diaz was a 500 fighter basically. And Connor should have walked through him. Yeah. And he didn't. Because so, he gassed. Gassed out. Yep. Um, so that's going on right now. As far as this deal with DeZone, though, with Canelo, so you think this is kind of in the in the, in the the realm of, like, PBC? Like, they got money to burn. It's going to be a, a, a sparking two years, and then it's going to flame out? I think, in, in my opinion, I don't necessarily think it's going to spark out. I think that they're going to what what it seems like their model is let's sign a bunch of guys to contracts. Yep. Let's build value to the brand and let's be able to sell it to a major network as a plug and play solution for combat sports. Interesting. That's that's what it appears like to me from, you know, from so like a, looking like outside. They'll pass it off. Think? I think so. I think they'll create value and they'll sell it to a platform that already has built-in eyes That's and is not trying to establish a new subscriber base. Obviously, if they can create value, build a subscriber base, have have value-added contracts of, of a variety of different fighters, and then turn and sell that to an existing cable platform that is looking to grow their subscription-based network through digital application. Mm-hmm then I think it's a win-win scenario for everybody. But I don't see them being self-contained without a cable-based or broadcast-based platform and and looking long-term. Well, like, it, it's interesting that you go and you go get the, the people that are most recognizable in the sport. You have Anthony Joshua and you have Canelo Alvarez. But I just, uh, to your point, I, I do wonder how is that sustainable from the standpoint of, you okay these guys are getting paid pay-per-view money but the subscribe like it's ten dollars a month to subscribe so if you are if you are a canelo fan realistically you could just or an anthony joshua fan so you're gonna get four fights so 40 bucks hey look as a boxing fan that's great value i'm gonna watch these guys for you know 40 bucks which would cost it's not even the cost of one of their pay-per-views right so that's awesome and i gotta say as a boxing fan things that i do like about the zone are the fact that Man, they give you the entire card. It's usually not. It's just that those those two off. So if you do want a full night of boxing to watch, which I know the majority of people don't want, but you know I'm sure people who listen to our show they dig that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really cool. That that is a, that is a cool thing they're doing for the fan base. Um, you know, some things that have been a little bit iffy with it so far have been the streaming quality it hasn't been fantastic. Like they've been in a part where, you know, I've been watching a Bellator event on it and it's gone and skipped back, like it's out of nowhere and you're just like wait i walked to get a sandwich and we're in a completely different fight like what happened here 
Um, so there's some reliability stuff that's that's questionable there. Um, but I do. But I, yeah, to your point, I don't understand how it's going to work out. And it does remind you a little bit of when PBC came out and they're like, "We're bringing boxing back to broadcasting. We got all these great big matchups. It's all gonna it's all gonna pan out." And then it kind of lasted for like 18 months, two mm-hmm. years, and then everybody was kind of basically back on Showtime because they had money to burn. And obviously, the zone has money to burn, but there's a there's a model that they're following. So if I'm if I'm HBO boxing, and I just said I got out of the boxing business, <clears throat> now I'm out of the I'm out of the boxing business for two years, let's say. Okay. Let's say 18 months, and I'm looking to create viewers that come back to HBO for other things that I can promote my new lineup, new shows, new movies. And I look across and I know that I have to go digital. I have to, I have to go app. That's where that's where society is going just in general to receive content. And I'm looking around and I see this company called Zone. I've been in the boxing business. I know how it works. I understand the dynamics of the industry and Zone has 10 guys that used to be on signed to HBO. Plus, they have this whole new roster of guys under contract. So there's legitimate contracts there. There's a commodity. There's value. And there's a database of, let's say, 500,000 people that subscribe to this monthly. Mm -hmm. Wow. I can cut a check, bring boxing back to HBO, and I can have a database of people that I can communicate with sure. digitally already built in for my app. It's a win-win situation. So you think that there could be something like that back in the day, if like if it, it, down the line, if HBO wanted to get back in boxing, that they could go and almost buy it out? I Yeah, I believe that that could be a very realistic and approach people they're familiar with uh, they seem to be working with golden boy and eddie hearn who they've worked with before yeah i mean it's it, i just don't for all for we example, know people investing in it are associated with it they just know they're, yeah they know they're associated with it crazy things happen in boardrooms you know shut down shut down hbo boxing let's invest in this let's build it up and let's sell it back to our own company crazy things happen brother <laughs> I believe you, man. Crazy things happen I, I, I in the I know you know the mechanics room. of this kind of stuff. Um, because, yeah, I, I look at this and I say, let's just say, for example, Canelo, because I think the rumor was for Anthony Joshua's first fight on zone, it got 15,000 viewers live. Anthony Joshua. Yeah. And that was a good fight. I mean, I know that he wasn't fighting the guy anybody wants to see in Povetkin, but even still, Povetkin's a name people know, and if you're Anthony Joshua, people want to watch Anthony mm-hmm. Joshua. Should want, especially a free month. That was the thing they were offering this free October for everybody to tune into. You got a great Bellator card you're going to get into that month, and I think this was even included last night, uh, which was supposed to be Billy Joe Saunders, but he popped for a test, so he only ended up getting to watch Andrade fight um, this dude who he beat for the for the WBO middleweight title that was vacated by Saunders. But regardless of that. Canelo versus Rocky Fielding for 168, his debut at 168 pounds. Even with Canelo being the star that he is, do you think that's going to translate to people like, oh, Canelo's fighting? He's fighting on zone, And I got to do what? I got to subscribe? Like, it, I just, I, I wonder if that is going to translate just because 
yeah, Canelo, Canelo fighting should sell itself and it should be big enough, but he's still fighting somebody who's kind of just been out of the picture. Oh, Canelo's not fighting one of the Charlos. He's not in the middleweight title picture anymore. He's not he's not fighting Gennady Golovkin again. He's just he's just fighting a big dude. And I don't know. I think that is gonna be interesting. I think it is gonna be an interesting test because they have invested a whole lot of money off the bat on him. Seemingly it's gonna be in a guarantee it's almost double what the Floyd deal was. Because I think Floyd's deal with Showtime originally was six fights, thirty million a fight. This is 11 fights, 30 million a fight, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to translate to people wanting to, f- to to pay that kind of money? And and from this standpoint, look, if you really look at the dollars and cents of it as a boxing fan, it's cheaper than if you were to subscribe to Showtime for a month, but it is, it's a different mechanic than boxing fans are used to. So my question to you would be, what's the profile of a boxing fan? Age? I would, I would think it's more going to be people who are probably in their their 40s and above men but i mean look it does it is doing very good numbers with espn for young demographics so i do feel like it is starting to swell well it it is and that's that's the market that you're targeting so anything that's app based or con you're delivering content and your conduit is an app you're trying to activate a younger audience yeah you're looking at you know the the millennials plus but there's a there's a threshold where you start to lose eyes and that threshold happens in the 40s and if we look at a true boxing fan so i understand the mma activation i understand them engaging bellator in some way shape or form to activate an audience through the app because it's a younger demographic profile mm-hmm. but when you look at boxing as a whole it's an older demographic profile so, yes, they're getting eyes. They're getting the younger audience to engage. But now, when you look at the 40-plus, you're going to have fall-off. You're going to have 15,000 people tuning in to watch Anthony Joshua because right. it's the younger audience. The older audience, the 40-plus, is not receiving their content. They like to watch it on the big screen. Mm-hmm. They don't want to you know, turn on their smart TV and go onto the internet and log into their yeah, app. Easy as possible. They want to go to the channel. They, they, they're not looking. The majority of the fight fan, the boxing fan, it's tuning into the pay-per-view, is not worried about the cost of to watch the fight. The other interesting thing with the zone is in the other experiments where we've had UFC or boxing use a streaming platform, the UFC had a TV deal so they could promote it. The ESPN top rank deal, if you have a fight on ESPN Plus, look, I know that it's going to be on ESPN Plus. They're promoting the hell out of it. It's going to get commercial. All platforms. On all their platforms. In all their shows. Uh, WWE, same thing. If we're going to put them, they have USA. They can promote their digital network. Uh, Bellator even. Bellator has television broadcast. So DAZN really does have to find this way to get people to go to that app um almost on their own merits and in, and and they have all these great names but how's it worked ha- for the ufc not great how's it worked for wwe that i think it's actually worked good it's worked good it's worked good but that's not their only revenue stream that's right so they have but you've named you have named all ESPN, you have named every app 
that's relative to combat sports, mm-hmm. they all have a broadcast presence. Sure. And where did they put Terrence Crawford last? They didn't put him on Plus. They put him on ESPN last week. Correct. And it was a monster for them. And they need that. They need to have those incremental blast on broadcast to get the mainstream eyes to create some excitement to create that emotional connection and establish that and now they can transition people systematically over to an app they don't have a broad a broadcast presence so the challenge becomes and that's why i think the only the only really sense the, the only real sense that comes to my mind is that they're creating value over here so that they can ultimately engage a broadcast partner and either merge or be acquired. When we come back, Dana White has uh, spoken on the Khabib situation and also who he thinks his next opponent's going to be. We'll get to that next. It's Fighters Fury on AM790, The Ticket. All right, welcome back. Fighters Fury here on 790, The Ticket. You got the Aqua Orange pregame show coming up after us. They'll get you ready for Dolphins and Lions. So, SEMA, they had a, we had a couple of things come out this week regarding Habib, and Dana White spoke on the idea. There's been a couple of things going on. Floyd Mayweather is now on the train that he wants to fight Habib. That's the, that's the next guy he has in mind. That he, uh, They want to do a boxing match with him and Nurmaga Madoff. I think this is just a headline thing. I can't imagine. I know he said this with the, with the McGregor thing, but I just can't see this one. Like, this is... Does he know that Habib is not a stand-up fighter? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like Floyd's not that big of a. He's not. He's, he doesn't have his head in the sand that much. I think he's got to know what uh, Habib's deal is. But you know, Magomedov was there with Leonard Ellaby, and he's like, "Come on, come on, let's go. Let's let's do this, Floyd. Big, best undefeated record ever fight." And uh, they, you know, so Floyd's like, "All right, you call me out. It's got to be in boxing." And there's just a couple of things with it. Like we're talking about generations of dollars. I just can't imagine a fight with Khabib is going to do the no. kind of money that Floyd Mayweather expects for it to do. It will definitely. I don't think that most MMA fans even are excited about Khabib. They were more excited about Connor winning that fight or seeing Connor fight than they were seeing Khabib fight. Well, I think what they were excited about with Khabib was I think they liked the fact that he went crazy afterwards. I think they liked the fact that he not only beat Connor, but then went and go, went and, and tried to beat up his uh, his team. I think that's what has risen to star. So I, I don't I don't I, I I definitely agree that his star power has risen. I just don't think it's risen to the level of you think it's going to do record breaking pay per views against Floyd Mayweather. I just I can't see it. Just because you know even with the Connor thing, all right, as crazy as it was, there were people out there that bought into the fact that Connor could win. They still thought, oh, Connor knocks people out. He can knock Floyd out. No one in their right mind thinks that Khabib's going to go in there and knock Floyd out. Even if he did, did have a, a moment in the fight where he clipped Connor, no one goes out there and thinks that he's going to he's gonna have a shot against Floyd Mayweather. Nobody. No. I agree. So, you know, it seems like a fun thing for both of them to go. But this was interesting. So Dana White comes out this week and says that Khabib isn't quitting the UFC, that they've worked it out. But the interesting thing was he said that the next fight he wants to do is Khabib versus Tony. He's not really even thinking about a rematch with Connor, which I was pretty encouraged by hearing by because I figured 
oh, they're obviously like once once Connor says he wants the rematch, they're gonna do the rematch. But the fact that he wants to go and and make the the fight Khabib versus Tony, first of all, I'm excited for it. I want to see that fight. I know it's been cursed. They've tried it four times. Four times it's it's fallen away because of injuries or weight cut issues or all that nonsense. But I need to know, as an MMA fan, I need to know which one of these guys is better. I need to. It's 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 a necessity to find out who is the best lightweight on the planet. And obviously, you understand why Connor gets the shot first because of his star power. But that was a very decisive win by Khabib. And so now I need to know who between him and Tony wins that fight. Has to happen. I agree. I think that's the only sensible option. To have another Conor McGregor fight, I think there's more harm than good that comes from that fight. So it was such a one-sided fight the first time for the most part Yeah. that what gives you the the feeling that it's going to change and if it if you do make the fight again and Connor loses the same way i think that his stock drops mm-hmm. right now it's a it was a fight that most people didn't expect him to win anyway he put up a decent fight there was some excitement around it he took it like a man rode off into the sunset and, you know, whatever happens from here happens from here. You make some exciting fights with some big names, and 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 there you go. If he fights again, I think more harm comes from it. I think what you need to do is you give him a matchup at 155 with somebody who stylistically just matches up with him better. You know, give him a fight where he's able to get his striking right. It's going to be a tough matchup because, look, when you're Conor McGregor, and you require the kind of payday that he does, it's obviously going to be against a top guy. It's going to be against a guy who's a challenge. But here's what I think you do. I think that you go in there and you make two things happen. You either do the Nate Trilogy or you have him fight Poirier. I think those are the way that's, – that's, that's the route you should go. I think you do the Nate Trilogy. Poirier, Poirier, same thing. To me – yeah, he beat Poirier. He beat Poirier, what, four years ago? At 145, yeah. Poirier was a different fighter. Yep. Poirier doesn't... I, I think that Connor only fights big names. I if just, I'm the promotion, if I'm the UFC, Connor fights people where both guys come to the card with a big following and some notoriety. The Nate, Nate Diaz versus Connor McGregor fights are not only great the night of the fight, but they're great leading up to it. Yep. And both guys have good followings. Connor's following is obviously enormous. Diaz's following is a little cultish. Right. But it's a following. Well, More I, so than Poirier. I understand. Yeah. Poirier is definitely great up, fighter. He's a great fighter. He's a great fighter. I know he's injured too. He's dealing with the hip thing. But I just think that it's, oh, I think from, from this standpoint, it would be okay to see Connor just take on a guy where you're just like all right look connor needs like we're just gonna see connor in an entertaining fight like you know a poirier fight's gonna be entertaining that 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 is that's the truth and if i'm looking at the match i'm looking at the landscape at 155 pounds i guess the only other guy i think if you're gonna just do it by rankings who deserves to be in there's kevin lee kevin lee can also take you down kevin lee can also you know go the khabib route of wrestling him to death and i just think that you want to Avoid that. 
and Kevin Lee's super charismatic and his star is on the rise and he's taking on Ally Aquinta in the next uh towards the end of the year. Um, you know, which is which is a loss that he wants to avenge. But yeah, I just I, I think for from Connor's standpoint, what if you did this? What if you put what if you put Connor Nate on the same card as Khabib Tony? What if you did That's that? That's interesting. What if you did that? But what do you make the main event? You gotta make the title fight the main event. You gotta make the title fight the but main you gotta event. Admit, but ma- but just, does that make sense from a a a a commodity standpoint? Your biggest commodity is Conor McGregor. But what if? Okay, so here's the stamp. Here's what you gotta do. You gotta see. Hopefully, you're obviously if you're the promotion, you're hoping Conor beats Nate. But mm-hmm. then then Conor has the platform to then call out whomever in the in the uh, in the upcoming event. And I don't want to see him fight Ferguson. I think Ferguson will destroy him. I think he will too. But but Connor's gonna be in the. It's either that or Connor's gonna move to like 170 or something like that to fight Woodley because he's gonna be if he's in that title picture, he's eventually gonna have to go through one of those guys. I think you have him fight like Diego Sanchez or something. Like really? That. <laughs> he just goes to boxing. He fights Paulie Malinaji. Yeah. Why not? Hmm. I just I I think you just gotta protect the commodity. Yeah, but I, I understand. But then what? Like, you can't have him fight bums. No. But that's what I'm saying. The Diaz fight makes sense. Diaz is not a bum. Yeah, Diaz is not a bum, but then what happens if he beats Diaz? Then what do you do? Uh, Go fight just Justin Gaethje or something like that? Anthony Pettis. Ooh, I actually like that fight. That's a good fight. That is a good fight. But how, Gaethje. But how long are you going to do those? Because th- those guys are good fighters. Well, they got five-fight deal. I understand. Those guys are good fighters. But eventually Conor, even, eventually Conor's going to want the title shot. He is Conor McGregor. How long does he have to? How long could you could you pull off the the old? I don't know, Conor. One more, one more. It's got to happen. I know, but so do you think if he loses to Khabib again, it's super? It's just damaging to the legacy. Is that what? Is that was that why you're protecting that at that protecting point? Protecting like me as Dana White. Yes. I think it somewhat is. I think because you've created this mystique, he's annihilated pretty much everyone he's stepped in the cage with, with the exception of Diaz, very competitive fights. I mean, Aldo, he took out. Maybe it's a rematch with Aldo. Oh, no, no, no. No? Yeah. No, I'm just not into it. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm not mostly into that fight because Aldo's still delusional about it. He's just like, yeah, it was it's just a. It's that just, it was a mysterious just, punch. Just, he just never hit me. Yeah, he never hit me. Like, he just makes it seem like it wasn't his mistake. Like, Everything counted. It was one of the most spectacular moments in UFC history. Just that, wow, all of his bleep talking worked to perfection that he caused one of the best fighters in that weight class of all time to actually make that kind of a mistake and goaded him into that. And Aldo really hasn't been the same since. No, and Aldo's and Aldo's a little bit washed, man. Yeah, well, not, he is. Aldo's a little bit washed. I really, I don't, seeing Connor beat that Aldo, is always going to be such a bigger deal than if he were to do it again. Um, you know, they got Max... Would you want to see him at Max Holloway? I mean, they fought way back in the day. Yeah. Holloway, Holloway is a good, great fighter. He's a great fighter. He's got a tough fight coming up with Ortega. I don't know if he's going to win that fight, especially with all these health concerns that Max has had. I don't know if he's going to win that fight. Um, but that'd be a big deal. Like, let's say if, if let's say if Ortega does beat Holloway. Then do you do? Then maybe Holloway could then make the jump to 155 and fight Connor, and do something like that. But I'm interested in that fight. I'm actually more interested in the Brian Ortega, Connor versus Ortega. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a terrible a- matchup for Connor. Yeah. 
But look. But it's a good fight. But ultimately, look, if you're Conor McGregor and you're, if you're that kind of star, we've said that he's had a lot of bad matchups. People thought, you know, Chad Mendes was a bad matchup. People thought Jose was a bad matchup. You know? You should do a lottery ticket. Just like, like give five fighters a ticket and have Conor, like the, the Conor NBA? lottery. Like the the Conor lottery. Who wants to be a millionaire? You see him up there right now drinking his whiskey. Who wants to be a millionaire? Beg him. That's basically what it'll be. Beg me. Kiss my ring. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I think, I think that if if they are gonna go, if they truly are gonna go the route of uh, of Khabib versus Tony, which I'm pumped about, which I think Tony, I think Tony's gonna win that fight. You think he's gonna win that I, fight? I believe he's gonna win that fight. I've been told I'm crazy for saying that, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. We should all have a little crazy in us. He has a little bit of crazy in him. Yeah, that's why I pick him. I think that he's he's got just enough crazy. I just don't, the thing with Tony is, if he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, well, Khabib too. Khabib's pulled out of health reasons for this fight too. But you know, with everybody that Khabib has beaten, if they get in that takedown position, they don't know. It's like a Rubik's cube; you can't figure it out. But Tony. Tony seems like he's got the he he's got the keys to unlock anything. Yeah, he's just that very that, awkward oh, he's, oh, and long. Yeah, long so he can he can do things that other guys can't. Like he can reach around, he can, you know, fold his legs up around his back. Always is gashing people open with elbows. Fold his legs up around his back and kick you in the face. There's this crazy meme of like of uh, I think actually Tony put it out of just like all of his opponents' faces after they fight him, <laughs> and they're all just a horror picture. <laughs> It's really bad. He's just he causes such damage with those yeah. elbows every single matchup that he goes in there with. Um, the only thing you could say with with if you are going to go the health thing is just his mobility. I don't know if his mobility looked as good against Anthony Pettis, um, but that I He's think is six only, months off tearing know, the muscle off his knee. So Jeez. you only got to think that's going to get better for him. I would think. Uh, finally, your thoughts on uh, on Floyd Mayweather putting out the infamous Oscar De La Hoya fishnets photo. I love it. Saying, uh, 11 years ago, I fought her. Her name was Oscar Golden Girl De La Hoya. Please leave the most disrespectful caption you can think of. <laughs> Floyd had no, what, what a great call to action. Floyd had no chill on his social media t- this week. <laughs> because, you know, Oscar's coming in. It's like, oh, they're, they're just jealous. They're just jealous of... It's like, eh, maybe he is jealous. I don't know. But that's still a good burn back. I'm, but I'm so surprised that the, the fishnet stocking picture is great. Right, and and so many people have forgotten about it. It's about time someone brought it back to our our uh, our memory. But I'm I'm really shocked that he maybe he's saving the spooning shot for uh, he probably, for future use. I gotta think you get pulled off Instagram if you put it in the spoon shot. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that goes under their uh, their uh, whatever the hell it is. It's not <laughs> under their guidelines. Oscar's backside looking like that little that spoon holder in your kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, looking looking like he could whip up all the egg batter. Ouch. It's crazy. Brings a whole new meaning to spooning, huh? You got a new visual in your head now. Yeah, I do. Jeez. By the way, could be our president one day. Wow. According to Oscar. From President of Golden no, Boy to President of America. That's not happening. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Aquan Orange pregame show is coming up next. We'll talk to you next week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.